Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Red Sox Beat Podcast presented by CLNS Media. That's your leading online audio and video provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of the show, Chris Cotillo from MassLive.com. We're recording on a Friday, September 6th, big day. The Boston media just defeated the New York media in the media game at Fenway Park. This is episode 230. It is presented by BetOnline.ag, which is CLNS Media's preferred online sportsbook, and Bombas, which are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. We'll hear more from them later. But I want to introduce a, a very special guest. This is the second unemployed, technicality, unemployed guest we've had on this show. The first was obviously Evan Drellick. Uh, in, between, <laughs> in between the Boston Herald and the Boston Globe at this moment, Michael Silverman, thank you for joining the show. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. I know that's big shoes to fill with uh, coming as the second unemployed guy after Evan Drellick, of course. Yeah, what, what small shoes to follow in. <laughs> So obviously, I have, a question. I have a question for you to start this off. All right, I I might seize control of this. That's fine. Podcast. Would you have mentioned the results of the New York Boston media game if you had lost? Yeah, probably. Oh, we okay. broke. A, we lost the previous four. Just thought okay. it was a no, notable thing in in uh, in the Red Sox universe today. Okay. Big big news from that today. Keith Folk came and watched. Wow, get a life, Keith Folk. What, what was he doing there? <laughs> I don't know. He, I think he was friends with our manager, someone who knew our manager, Ken Powtek. So just what I expected growing up, that someday I'd be playing on the field at Fenway and Keith Folk would be watching me pop out to the third baseman uh, to lead off Jeez. the sixth inning. So. Wow, that, that's pretty exciting. How did he look? You in, know, plain, in plain shape? No, he didn't, honestly. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was tough. But uh, – Mike, you've made news in the last couple of weeks because you are ending your tenure at the Herald and going to the Globe. Um, and I'd much- rather break. I'd rather break news, Chris. To be break honest, news but, make it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you uh, don't seem like you've loved all the attention and and all the stuff that's gone on in the last week. But have you? How have you uh, kind of enjoyed or at least appreciated uh, people wishing you well and um, congratulating you on huh. a long twenty-five year career on the beat? Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with hearing nice things said about you. I have no problem with that. But it just, you know, it, it's funny. I guess these days, the uh, what it's basically become a meme when someone goes to the athletic, right? Personal right, right. news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do people broadcast their career changes? It's just done these days. I get it. Um, but it's it still strikes me as being a little weird. But, you know, I'm not too hypocritical i mean i did it and uh, i'll probably do it again when i talk about where what i'm going to be doing next but anyway i you know it just just new to me haven't been you know outside of the herald and 
nearly 30 years. So right. haven't had to do a job change before. Uh, what and you're going to be, you know, for those who don't know, covering sports, business and culture. Is that the official title? There is no official title that I'm aware of, um, but that's roughly it. If you want to hear the uh, one sentence version, it would be uh, covering the intersection, the rotary of uh, sports with business, politics, um, technology, culture, what have you. So okay. that's a lot. A of, long, that's a, a lot, long lot of different. Yeah. Well, I could do longer. Believe me. Um, <laughs> So that that means you know stories a, a wide array of stories. So yeah, and, and something that you know you have decided in this role that you're not going to do what a lot of people on the beat choose to do and stick to sports. This is obviously going to be something where you know you're obviously writing about these intersections and everything. Why at this point, you know, after so long doing the beat, did you think it was it was time for a change? And then what are you looking forward to about being able to kind of dive into deeper things? Mm-hmm. Well. Um, First of all, I'm very fortunate to even have the opportunity to yeah. do something yeah. new. Um, given the climate in newspapers these days, it's a very uh, choppy field, and uh, you know it's it's very rough and tenuous for I think everyone who is in the field. So to have an opportunity to do something uh, new and different that I want to do, I'm uh, incredibly fortunate. So, um, but. I, I guess to actually answer your question, I think 25 years is it's long enough. I think it's a uh, longer than my life. Mike, so. That's just this podcast is over. <laughs> um, it's, a low, it's a low blow, but I like to remind you when I can. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, so, you know, it, it's a long time. And I think it's usually there are some older baseball writers who, um, maintain their relevance and freshness but for me i was getting a little antsy and didn't want to be still be doing this for the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. um, that's why i sought out something different and and we talked about that you know when it came out that you were going to the globe that you just didn't feel like you know you could do your best work on the beat anymore is that you or i mean it's i guess a question i'm personally wondering as a like second year or first full year on the beat is it has the climate changed that much in terms of what the beat entails or is it more that just the repetition of it got old after a while um i feel like the repetition didn't get too old for me i was able mm-hmm. to each each season is it's like a renewal of uh the annual soap opera and i've always yeah, been able yeah. to, to get excited i i think by you know, the stepping back and seeing what, you know, what's going on here. And, you know, you can always do that with, you know, payroll and, you know, impending, pending free agent decisions and, you know, what's going to happen to Dombrowski. So um, that, that part didn't really get old. So, um, I mean, I think the climate, uh, it certainly has changed. There's more, um you know, with with Twitter, the value of scoops and whatnot, it, it's just so quick. I mean, if you do break a story, you usually have what five to six minutes before someone else can can confirm it, and yep. about ten minutes later, it becomes multiple reports have confirmed. And so, you know, it used to be that a scoop could last as long as twenty four hours because you know, without the advent of Twitter, but. You know, I don't want to get all grandpa on everyone. I mean, that's 
that's, you know, I'm not even going to call them the good old days. They're just different. And um, I've tried to change with the times and, you know, it's not that challenging or different, but um, uh, I don't know if I've answered your question yet. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, just think, I also wonder about how has, you know, covering the team day to day changed in terms of access, how good the players are as quotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, has that changed as much as I kind of assume it has since 95? Yeah, I think um, again, not to get all Grandpa Simpson on everyone. Yeah, hey, asking Grandpa questions. So yeah, well, it's nice to hear from the young folk. Um, <laughs> I do I'm think it you were able to get Skype for this interview, but carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I see my time is up. No, the, I, if Twitter and social media were around, let's say in the late '90s, up to you know what to the mid early aughts um the red sox teams then had personalities that um would have blown apart twitter mm-hmm. i mean guys like pedro and Schilling and um dante bichette nomar i mean i doubt nomar would have been on twitter but the things that that happened carl everett i i just think there were players were unfiltered beat people were the only people who could the only way that um, events could be um, transmitted, right? We were the only eyes and ears in the clubhouse. And now, you know, players have access to their own Twitter, their own Instagram, um, places like Players Tribune. And, um, you know, that's just one outlet that they have to get their their message out there uh, the way, exactly the way they want to do it. So, I mean, there's always been tension between the media and the players. And, you know, where they're not happy with the way stories are uh, reported and whatnot. And um, I don't think that's decreased at all. Yeah, we, Whenever I talk to people that have been on the beat for a while, there's always that idea that, you know, guys used to be, you used to be able to get guys in the clubhouse. I mean, on any given day, now there's 25 guys in the clubhouse because there's 37 active players. Congratulations on missing that, that era, um, oh, the 21 era. Feeling good about that. Um, but the the fact that we on some days walk in and there's there's no players in there. I mean, you see maybe mm-hmm. the worst reliever on the team is at their locker or a bench player. And I, was it was it like that when you first started, or did you have the stars of the team sitting in there? Um, and, it, to talk to? They were they were definitely around more. They had fewer places to hide. Yeah. Um. You know the Fenway, the options what they've done. You know, adding the second floor above the clubhouse and having places for the players to retreat to. I mean, when I started, um, they used to serve the clubhouse spread after the meal right in the clubhouse. They just had a, a folding table and the chef stood mm-hmm. out there and players went by and the, you know, the coaches were there too. So it was crowded. It was all the players were there and um, it was uh, just, it was great <laughs> from a reporter's standpoint. Right. Um, I think the players are you know, very much aware of the time that we're allowed into the clubhouse. And um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of them, you know, make choose their entry and exits pretty carefully. It's obvious. Yeah, definitely. Would you say that that impacted, you know, your, I don't know if you soured on being on the beat. I don't know if that's the right word, but. No, no, that, I haven't soured. Yeah, but I mean, did that. Is that a, a change that you felt really negatively affects everybody's coverage? Um, I think it it's a negative turn of events, mm-hmm. but I think good. I think good. It doesn't matter 
if you're a hungry reporter, you can get the guys you want to talk to. You have to make, you have to try a little harder and um, you just have to either go through media relations or grab a guy when he, when he's coming off the field, you can get the stories you still need. I mean, I'm just talking about physical access in the clubhouse has become harder, but if you have a story you want to pursue, um, it's still on the reporter if you if he or she fails to get that story because um, you know you you can get the people you you need to talk to. Yeah. So yeah, it, sure. that 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 clubhouse part um, that's the only change. Mm-hmm. I. I shockingly I've, I've asked a series of negative questions in a row. I'm sure knowing me that surprises you. Um, not really, Chris, uh, we can go down the negative. No, I'm, I want to turn know. things positive now. I want to have well, some, some nice positive reflection. Oh, okay. If you want. Yeah. yeah. It's out of character, but go ahead. Turning over a new lead. Happy off our big media game. win. again, yeah, yeah. over two with a pop out in the grounder. And, um, so when you look back at this, and I, I wasn't in Anaheim, so I didn't see, you know, your last fleeting moments of this wonderful journey you've taken. But what are you, I guess, going to miss the most? And uh, what are your favorite moments when you look back? Um, I think the um, the camaraderie of the people on the beat yeah. is uh, it's vital to um, existence <laughs> on the beat. If you're going to be a, a skulking uh, go it alone type. I don't know how you stay happy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, it's just not to bring out the violins and cry me a river, but it's, a there are, you know, long hours it's during, it's basically from February through, you know, the end of October. And it's September nice. this year, which is nice. Yeah. 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 But you know, the off season's going to start early and there's going to be mm-hmm. plenty, plenty to write about, as you know, yep. um, so uh, I guess the, uh, the snide humor, the sarcasm, the snarkiness, um, that's a lot of fun. It keeps everyone awake and alert. And um, I think that is something I'll miss as well as the, um, you know, I, I always enjoyed whether it was writing a good sentence or uh, coming up with a good story or having an extended conversation with either a player or a coach or an executive or someone actually let their, their guard down and allowed uh, me a chance to, to write a good story where, you know, the quotes carried the day. Um, I'll miss that as well as, you know, when could break a story, no matter, even if it lasted for five minutes mm-hmm. in recent years or, or longer in the past, there's nothing. Um, that's probably you know the highlight. That's that's those are some of my my, hap- my happiest memories when the Herald beat you know the Globe or or whoever else was uh, working the beat at the time. Well, when you look back, and obviously there's been a lot of people on the beat and a lot of different characters that have come through through the clubhouse. But kind of on the player side, I, I know the answer to this question because you happen to write a book with them. But who's your uh, who's your favorite guy you've covered in those 25 years? Well. Um, you know, I, I haven't actually made a list, but, um, obviously Pedro would be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he was the total package in terms of talent, intelligence, emotional intelligence and quotability. Yeah. Um, he had it all and, um, favorite people. 
He was only there for one season, but I love covering David Cohn in 2001. Um, mm-hmm. Mo Vaughn, um, Saberhagen. Um, current guys, I would say hmm, um, Jackie Bradley. I don't know. I have to look at a list, Chris. It's like a um, thousands of names on this list. Let me think if that's accurate. Um, I don't know. 40 times 20. Uh, it would be in the high hundreds at least. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. thousands. Yeah. Um, there have been, there have been good guys throughout and, um, um, Rich Hill. is on mm-hmm. that list. Um, I'm not, I'm not snapping them off with authority here, but most of them <laughs> have been good. There's been a few, you know, lousy types who don't, mm-hmm. who just don't get it. Who are, you know, you want to name those? Who are miserable for certain reasons uh, or another? Eh, not really. Okay, we can we can uh, make our guesses. One of them yeah. was my favorite player growing up, so it's okay if you don't name him. Who would that be? Number Who's five. The, number five. The shortstop. He was just. He was just odd. He could be. Yeah. He was a little hot and cold with us. And the line stuff. I mean, everyone gets, Jesus, these players get so paranoid and, and unhappy and insecure and they take it out. It's, it's so commonly linked, I've, I've realized. When players are injured, that's when they turn yeah. the crankiest. Pedro, I mean, it's like, you know, young Elvis and, and fat and drugged Elvis. I mean, after he got hurt in 2001, Pedro was extremely cranky and difficult to deal with uh, much of the time. And I think a lot of it is traced back to him being unable to perform the way he wanted to perform. And it happens, the story is repeated um, by everyone. Look at people who have gotten hurt, like David Price. He's gotten hurt. Has he had his mm-hmm. difficult moments with us? I would say so. And uh, many of the times that's come around the times uh, he's been hurt. And that's not an excuse, it's just an observation. Yeah, for sure. And he's hurt, hurt right now. So, um Dealt with another uh, wrist thing yesterday. More wrist tightness. Yeah. Um, well, how does this develop? Do we know that? Yeah, I guess in his in his bullpen after his start in Anaheim, which was what Sunday, he went two innings. He uh, threw a bullpen before his next start, which was supposed to be tonight, Friday, against the Yankees. Felt the wrist tightness, and uh, yeah. Cora said that he didn't want to throw him out if he was going to be limited on throwing his off-speed pitches, and uh, decided to shut him down. So Yolis Ch- Chassin if I'm pronouncing you at least correct, is going to be the Red Sox starter in game one against the Yankees, bullpen game tomorrow, and then Rick Porcello Sunday, and mm-hmm. uh, Eduardo, Rodriguez, or, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez on Monday in this wraparound series that conveniently kills every single window of possibly watching the NFL. So really thrilled about <laughs> it. Um, uh, who's your team? Are you a Patriots fan? Yeah. yeah oh, big no. time. Okay. So, right. so um, wait, how did that cyst develop on David Price? Do we know? It just happened, huh? Yeah, from uh, the original one, it's the same one. Yeah, I know. What what causes this? I just I think Cora said it was just the repetitions of uh, throwing the over repetition. and over. You, you oh, throw okay. The, yeah. So huh. and it said okay. it wasn't carpal tunnel related. So oh, okay. That's all, all the right. answers. Why yeah. are you Does questioning it... that? I just I'm questioning it because no one seems to have an answer for it. It's interesting. It seems like a mystery, right? He's been doing pitching for a long time. I, I don't know. What are the reasons for it? 
I haven't I heard know. that. The, the medical stuff's way over my head. Is this? Are you going to be covering the intersection of, of medical uh, information as well? <laughs> wherever wherever sports intersects with uh, cafeteria food, sports yeah. and food, sure, why not? Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get to cafeteria food in in a minute after the ad, especially uh, in terms of my choices in the cafeteria, which is something I want to address. But first, a message from <laughs> a sponsor. We talk about the red socks, obviously, on this show all the time. So it's time to talk about a different type of socks. How often do you think about your socks, Mike? Is it often? Actually, more than you might imagine. Yeah. Okay. Well, if if you're like I used to be, not much. You're clearly not. I recently discovered socks to change the way I'll think about socks forever, and they're called Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft, natural cotton. Every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas look great. In the gym, at the office, and out in the town, Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. I have enjoyed mine so far. They are actually good for the gym, which I don't go to that often, but I will start once the Red Sox season is over in September, and I will be wearing my Bombas there. You can buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash socks. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash S-O-X. Today, you get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash socks for 20% off bombas.com slash socks. So, Mike, wow, they sound, sock they guy, sound amazing. They actually do sound amazing. I'm, you know, I'm skeptical about claims like that, right? But I would yeah, love no, to try. I would love to try something like well, that. They, to, they sound like they'd be make a be a real difference maker. Well, it's twenty percent off. It's it's easy. You go to bombas.com/socks. Mm, okay. okay so to, right our, to our to our cafeteria food conversation, this is something that has become, uh, I guess, a little bit of an inside joke between Mike and myself. Where every day, not anymore, because he's retired or whatever but every day every day i've sat mm-hmm. down at the in the cafeteria at any stadium and mike sits down he looks at my plate and gives it this this i don't know if you'd even call it a glance maybe the side a, eye the side the side eye stink eye yeah stink eye a sneer and just this this uppity judgmental, oh, no, no. just it's it's brutal it was brutal past tense because he is as i said unemployed um Mm-hmm. Now, temporarily until September 16th, but you don't need to know that. Um, this look of of maybe disgust, and I just wanted to get to the bottom of why you felt the need every day to just do that. Well, Chris, you know, you the um, you kind of eat like a 12 year old. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, chicken nuggets. Um, At Yankee it, Stadium, I, I like a good tender. Yeah. Well, yeah, say? or or two, yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's it's uh, yeah, whatever. You just, you know, ha- have a salad once in a while. That's what I'm saying. I just, I just, just lots of fried food. Okay. Oh, good. Keep it up. Thank That's you, all. Man. Thank you. It's all. It's. I'm not really. You know, it comes from a place of love. I don't know. It's, it's, I think yeah. it comes from it comes from a look at me. I, I'm over here eating green. I've been eating. I eat salads every night at Fenway. You don't notice that. So, mm-hmm. okay. Now, now there's no one who can be my cafeteria monitor anymore. It's well, uh, I, well it seems as if I've succeeded in getting inside your head. Just it, a little, uh, you're, you're still you're, you're still you're talking right. about it in front of a lot of people. You have an I Airbnb mean, inside my head right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a very current. You know what an Airbnb is? 
No, why don't you tell me? <laughs> is it like a VRBO? Yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Thanks. All, the, all these acronyms. Um, before, <laughs> before we let Mike go. It's I got nothing to do. I'm unemployed. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have literally nothing to do. Um, just uh, you've covered the right. You cover the Red Sox for all spring training this year, and obviously the first five months of the regular season. And when you look back at this whole journey, because you can now kind of look back with it at, at, with finality, the rest of us have to do the next three weeks. And and at this point, six and a half games back after that brutal loss last night, where Devers gets thrown out at home plate. Mm-hmm. What will you remember from your final season on the Red Sox beat? Is it the inconsistency? One of the yeah, is this one of the biggest disappointments for a team. I mean, what are you gonna remember? Um, hmm. Besides my final day, I yeah. would say. Um, um, I mean, that is the story of the team: the the inability, inexplicable inability, to play consistent winning baseball. So. Um, you know, I found the the team's approach to building the team this year to be incredibly unimaginative and creative mm-hmm. and resting on their laurels and just hitting the repeat button. And, uh, you know, um, um, do I wish I had been more forceful about writing that earlier in the season? Yeah, I do. There's some hindsight there, but I did feel like, you know, other teams made big sp- strides and tried to get better and succeeded in getting rid of people and bringing in people. And I found the Red Sox to be pretty much uh, content to go with what got them there last time. And now, how often has that happened where where, where it's worked out? Um, I don't think it ever has since 2000, since 2000, right? Right. Last time the Yankees won three in a row. So I don't think you you can hit repeat. I think it's it's very interesting. The 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 word that stood out from your answer was inexplicably. Like I don't. I just you look at kind of you know some numbers and if it's the thirty for thirty thing. What if I told you that you know Devers would have an MVP caliber season, Bogarts would hit even another year, Erod would become you know your ace, and right you would think Vasquez well, would that. take a big step forward. Like it was all the things that if that team was going to be better than it was last year, all these things would have needed to happen, and they all did. And even the bullpen, as much as they've blown saves and whatever, the last month and a half they've been really good. In April and May they are really good, um, and they found that. So what if Brandon Workman emerges as a dominant closer, and you have yeah. Darwin's and Hernandez and Josh Taylor come up and be great relievers? I mean. Those things, the things that you needed to happen have happened. It's just been from Chris Sale's inconsistency to now Sale and Price being out. Um, Yeah. It's a team that overall, I think, stayed pretty healthy, too, which people, you know, uh, people will talk about. Other than other than Evaldi. But by the time Sale and Price were out, they were pretty much out of it, you know. So the Evaldi thing hurt. And I think their depth was really exposed. They maybe adding a veteran pitcher would have help things in the off season. You know, I think people were a little high on Brian Johnson, Hector Velasquez after last year, but once that got exposed, it just kind of had this, this uh, domino effect on the whole staff that is carried yeah. into, you know, today we're going to see Yolis Chassin who hasn't pitched since July 24th and was released by the Brewers. And, and then you're going to see, I don't know, Colton Brewer and Trevor Kelly and these 21 pitchers they have on the roster. And it's because yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Red Sox fan, no doubt. It's an exciting time to be a beat writer who has plans on a Friday night after the game. Red Sox Yankees with 21 pitchers sounds really mm-hmm. uh, wonderful to me. Um, I hear you. I hear you. But it is, yeah, it's all about the pitching, the rotation, the starters. 
mm-hmm. and how they pegged. There's too much wishful thinking involved with, you know, Ivaldi and, and Sale, who yep. you remember yeah. was not right at the end of the season, even if he did get the final out. And, um, yeah, I think that's too much optimism yeah. for guys like Stephen Wright and Tyler Thornburg and Ryan Brazier and, and those types of guys, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're all exposed through heavy, a heavy workload. That's that, that's what started it with, uh, you know, the bullpen overall did pretty well until they got gassed. And um, but yeah, you lose Kimbrell and Kelly and the starters do like they do. And here here we are in early September and. Um, we're just, you know, I don't think anyone thinks they're going anywhere. They have to act like they are. And I understand that because to give up would be uh, sending the wrong message. But no one's sure. pinning their hopes on it. One thing Mike will cover at his new job at the Globe will be uh, probably a little bit of gambling stuff, which he's written about in the past. A lot of sports gambling stuff for the Herald. That brings us to our next sponsor, betonline.ag. Baseball season's almost over. But you can place a wager on the playoffs. The Red Sox are at plus 5,000 to win the World Series and plus 2,500 to win the American League. Mike Silverman, are those good odds? Oh, those are what are known as long odds. Long odds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, not good. Not good. But if you're even already off baseball season, just hopefully you're not because, I mean, if you're this deep into the podcast, you're not, you're not off baseball season, fair to say. But NFL season is underway. Packers and Bears played what looked like the fifth preseason game for each team last night. My boy, Rich Trubisky from the University of North Carolina, there's the plug, uh, did not. Did you go there? Not, yeah, go heels. Did oh. not look that good. Uh, three points on the board. Um, NFL season is underway to celebrate another season kickoff. BetOnline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can head over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, which is your online sportsbook experts. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. Receive a 50% bonus on your first qualifying deposit only. It's betonline.ag. AG, like Attorney General, that's CLNS Media's preferred online sportsbook. So you can probably read about some betonline.ag-related content with Mike Silverman at his new position at the Globe. Final question, and this is something I was not there for, but I saw on uh, on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, you and you just mentioned your final day that you you'd always remember that. But what was that kind of like? And I noticed uh, Pete Abraham tweeted out that Alex Cora gave you the scorecard and uh, gave you a little send off there at the end. Oh, that was a uh, totally unexpected and I think impromptu. I don't know if Alex had planned it out, um, but we were just Did wrapping up. Tell him or? He knew. I, I don't know. Before the um, before the game, he said something nice at the end of our media scrum. And then after the game, I just went, you know, people were filing out. I just went over to shake his hand. He said, oh, oh, here's something. And he went into his uh, equipment bag and dug out the the two lineup cards and said, here, take these. I was like, wow. I just, you know, I didn't even know managers really save them or what happens to them. Yeah. But I guess he saves them after each thing. So. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, um, you know, two lineup cards. Mike Trout is on, his name is on it, and Gorky's Hernandez is on the Red Sox one. So, yeah, two, two future Hall of Famers. So I'm, I'm pretty damn excited. If, uh, if I thought about it, I would have gotten Gorky's uh, autograph. I don't care about Trout's, but um, <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, it's a very nice uh, little memento. And, 
that was that was extremely nice of Alex. He remains a um, a pretty um, thoughtful manager, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Among, among all of them, I, I'm glad that your last day on the beat was a memorable one. But obviously, you're not uh, leaving the business, and I'm sure we'll see you around Fenway soon, so you can judge yeah, my, my my dinners and, and and make your side eye and your, your snarky comments uh, because. That's needed. We all need a little more of that on the beat. So Mike Silverman can be found at the Boston Globe starting September 16th, covering all that stuff he talked about before, the intersection of sports and basically anything it could possibly intersect with. Mike, thank you for joining the show, and uh, good luck. You're welcome. You're welcome, Chris. I enjoyed it. Please, let's keep in touch. All right.